Hello and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please feel free to share it with all of your friends. This episode, Sports Takes with Trey Blossman and myself. We're going to take a look at football. Will we have it? What will it look like? It's been an ongoing topic, but several things happened this week, and we got the strong, hard-hitting opinions for you on college football and the NFL right here on Sports Takes. Again, feel free to share this with your friends. We appreciate the feedback. Connect on social media, Tommy Chrysan, K-R-Y-S-A-N, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Talking Sports with TK has its own Facebook and Instagram account. We're going to listen to a quick message from our sponsor, Anchor, who hosts this podcast. And we'll come back. We'll be joined by Trey Blossman. It'll be Sports Takes, college football, NFL football, all of that coming your way. Stay tuned. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Talking sports with TK. Again, I'm Tommy Christ, and about to be joined by Trey Blossman. We've got sports takes for you. Another hard pit hitting podcast. All a part of Talking Sports with TK. Today's episode, as I mentioned, we're going to take a look at football. Will there be football? What will it look like? We've kind of been talking about this for quite a while when some significant events have transpired this week in the world of college football and the NFL. And it starts to make us wonder, and we're going to get into that today. So coming right at you, please share this podcast with all of your friends. It's Sports Takes with Trey Blossman. And with that being said, it's time to say hello to Trey Blossman. Trey, how are you today? Doing fine, Tommy. A little warm, a little hot out there. Plenty warm, plenty hot, uh, you know, but that's uh, to be expected in July as both of us are based in Louisiana for those that might be listening elsewhere. Trey, let's start with college football. A couple of significant things have transpired in the previous days. The Ivy League saying they're going to play football in the spring, nothing in the fall, and all sports for that matter. And then the Big Ten comes out and says that they're going to go conference only games in the fall sports that would include basketball as you get to the end of the fall and the uh, volleyball and of course football which is what we want to talk about big uh, 12 sec says it's far too early to make a decision i think it is it makes me wonder why would you make a decision so early when so many people are affected on so many different levels down to the stadium workers to the television networks or whatever but uh, nonetheless, they, they make this decision, uh, you know, early part of July. Many folks being critical, saying they could have waited. The Big 12 and the SEC say they're monitoring everything, gathering info and facts, and they'll make the decision as a, at a later date. But it has sure caused a huge uprise in the world of college football as, as the clock is ticking, like we said last week, as to whether or not we're going to have any football this year, but right now we're going to talk college football. We'll shift gears into the NFL several minutes into the podcast here. But Trey, your, your thoughts and observations on uh, the world of college football as we approach mid-July? Well, Tommy, my first impulse is 
why in the world is anybody paying attention to what the Ivy League is doing? Okay. They don't even have scholarship athletes. The Texas 6A state champion football team could beat every team in the Ivy League. The Ivy League is about education. They just happen to have athletic teams. Secondly, the leaders of those universities in the Ivy League are all radically far left. And, you know, there's the political question here as to are things, are decisions being made in an attempt to hurt a particular presidential candidate? That's a topic for another day. But we do know the political motivation and the background of these Ivy League leaders. The best thing I ever read about this today, Tommy, and they have an unnamed Power Five athletic director when asked this week what impact the Ivy League's decision would have on major college football's return to action. He texted back in Latin, and I'm not going to read the Latin because I don't speak Latin, but loosely translated, it was when you roost the crows at the break of dawn, look out your window and I'll be, oh, oh no, it wasn't that, Tommy. I'm sorry, that's a Bob Dylan song. Loosely translated, it says, just because a rooster crows at sunrise doesn't mean the rooster caused the sunrise. In other words, the AD said the ivy has no impact. I couldn't agree more. Why are we paying any attention to the Ivy League? I, I agree with that. But then on the heels of that, the Big Ten, in my opinion, and the opinion of many others, jumps the gun with a decision that clearly could have been made three, four weeks down the road, you know, and that's debatable. I get that. But, you know, they come out saying only conference games in all of the fall sports, and that takes paychecks, big money away from a lot of FCS schools who had Big Ten schools on their schedule, takes away some big-time non-conference matchups that were going to take place uh, in the fall, uh, all a part of the, you know, the pageantry of college football. And then on the heels of that announcement, they say we may not play sports anyway. I mean, who do they know? They don't know. What, where are they? What is the basis of this information? I mean, what facts do they have that nobody else has? None. And the other part just gets to college football doesn't have any leadership. The NCAA should be talking to all conference commissioners, all athletic directors on a routine basis, communicating them like the White House communicates with the people of America to say, hey, we're, this is where we are. This is where we want to be. This is when, when we're going to make a decision. But it's all over the map. It's all over the board. And it's frustrating people, just like the NFL has frustrated fans. College football fans are starting to get frustrated now about the inconsistency and the, you know, the, the craziness. There was no organization, no real plan, and, and, and very little based on facts right now as we sit you know, approaching mid-July. You know, well, kudos to the Big 12 and the SEC. Their commissioners immediately came out and said, look, we're gathering as much info as we can. We're working with the, the health officials. We're working with our government officials. And, and we're going to make the best decision we can when we have to make it. That's the prudent way to approach this, not what the Big Ten did. But the Big Ten, slow 10 football anyway. I mean, uh, they're, they're, they are better than the Ivy League, obviously. But uh, in the Power Five conferences, they're, they're pretty weak. Well, you know, Tommy, you brought up a great point. The teams that will be hurt the worst 
if they go to a conference only situation, are the teams that travel to LSU and Alabama and Clemson and Penn State, the teams that play in lower categories, you know, teams out of the Power Five, teams like McNeese State, teams like Louisiana Monroe, they get their paydays that fund their programs, Tommy. Well, they play first, a game or two every year that funds their program for the year. Without those games, will those programs? How long can how long can a team like UL, a school like ULM continue to have a football program if it doesn't get those two big paydays every season? The perfect example: Nichols is scheduled to play at LSU. Uh, on October 1. Now, that's probably 700 to 900,000. I don't have the exact number, but that's the paycheck for Nichols. And obviously, they can bus right into town, spend the night the night before on the room comp by LSU, and then go back home after the game. But like you said, Trey, that's 700 to 900,000, whatever Nichols is getting to come to play LSU is critical to the athletic department and the football program in Thibodeau, Louisiana, at Nichols. So, and, but, and we could make a long list of similar examples in Louisiana and around the country. Tulane was supposed to play Big Ten opponent Northwestern, uh, a home-and-home, going to play up in Chicago that Northwestern was coming to New Orleans uh, a couple of years down the road. Were they going to miss that paycheck? Tulane was budgeting that that money coming in. And, and again, we can make a long list, but that's the other part the Big Ten – uh, didn't doesn't seem to care about. They're just worried about themselves, and you know they they can't do it without other teams, and they seem to have forgot that. Well, you know, uh, they're definitely early announcing it. Uh, they could have announced that that's their plan moving forward, but it's subject to change. Well, uh, I think that would have been much better than. Co- the whole world is subject to change, to, to, but in the next 15 minutes, I mean, come on, you know, but LSU and Ed Orgeron, they're following all the guidelines from the NCAA, the SEC and government officials. And Coach O said earlier this week that they're proceeding like as if there's going to be a football season that they're going to play on September 5 until he's told differently. That's how LSU and many schools are moving forward. Now, then you get into the question, will there be fans? Will there be tailgating? I don't think so. I don't know that. That's my speculation. I got no inside info. But uh, if we have college football, uh, I think uh, it's going to be a very limited amount of people in the stadium, uh, just essential people, as they say. Well, at least they would be playing. Hey, Tommy, I watched for about the third time during this COVID-19 thing, the LSU-Alabama game again last night. And, I, you know, you watch things multiple times. You see different things. I think the most important thing to take from that game was that LSU, who had lost how many straight? Nine. 11 straight to Alabama? Nine. Nine straight to Bama, dominated three of the four quarters of that football game, dominated them statistically and physically, Tommy. Only the third quarter was a little bit different, and LSU just got a slow start to the second half after the big first half, uh, and that was very impressive. But the second thing I took from that game, which I had not noticed in prior views, and I thought this was really big, 
when the game was over and uh, McMath and Stephen uh, Ten, who signed with Seattle, uh, the big receiver. Anyway, they dumped Gatorade on the coach. And as the coach was getting drenched in Gatorade, he looked around, and the first player he embraced was Miles Brennan. And they stayed embraced Tommy for a long time, a longer time than you would think. And I wish I knew what Coach O was whispering in Brennan's ear, but it had to be something like, we're going to do this again next year in Baton Rouge with you at quarterback. And I thought it was a great moment that made me look forward to this season more so than anything that I've seen in the past few weeks. Anyway, I, uh, I would, I would agree and suspect that was the message to Brennan. Like it's going to be your turn next year to, to enjoy something just like this. Uh, uh, I, I caught a lot of that replay last night. A lot of tiger fans did. And, uh, that, that was good to see. And as I kept reminding some of the folks I was watching it with, Hey, don't forget Alabama's, pretty darn good football team there's, yeah. a lot of talent. there's a lot of talent on that football field and lsu stomped them for three of the four quarters as you said and, and so, look uh, as you as you pointed out to me in a text last night the best player on the field was little number 22 for lsu clyde's at clyde edwards helaire and he will play in the NFL for quite a long time. Speaking of the NFL, we want to spin that into that topic now here on this episode of Sports Takes, the podcast with Trey Bossman and myself, Tommy Christ, and all a part of Talking Sports with TK, available on all your major platforms. Please share it with all of your friends. The NFL, they, you know, lack of leadership again. They, they've got some rules and some protocols been put out and, and some things that have upset a lot of players and owners. The New Orleans Saints organization just today, July 10th, has sent notice to all season ticket holders that they can defer their payments into the 2021 season or they can get a refund, won't lose their spot on the totem pole. They're addressing that as all other NFL teams. But the NFL, in my opinion, football is no longer the priority. The game of football, the 60-minute game of football is no longer the priority. And when you look at everything they're saying they're going to do, and then they come up with all these rules and post-game protocols and safety issues, it's confusing and it's not consistent. And they are driving fans away left and right. Well, there's no doubt about that, Tommy. I'm sure you saw the recent poll that said 64% of Americans have expressed a willingness to boycott the NFL. Easier to say than to do once the games start, if they do, Tommy. But I want to touch on the post-game protocol thing. Uh, they can't come within six feet of one another. They're not supposed to embrace. They cannot exchange jerseys. Tommy, as you know, I don't think much of Richard Sherman. I think he's a loudmouth. I think he's a whiner. But he did go to Stanford University, and he is, he is a really smart guy. This is what he said about this. He said, this is the perfect example of the NFL thinking in a nutshell, that players can go engage in a full-contact game and do it safely. However, however, it's deemed unsafe for them to exchange jerseys after said game. He's spot on. It's ridiculously silly. The new Texans wide receiver, Randall Cobb, who played for a long time at Green Bay, tweeted, quote, 
This has to be a joke, unquote. Trey Taylor, former LSU offensive lineman playing for the Carolina Panthers, tweeted, now they making stuff up. <laughs> well, you it's know. It's got to be frustrating to be told you can play in a football game for going on three hours, and then you can't shake hands with your opponent after the game. That's just silly. Well, they're trying to divert attention from the playing the Black National Anthem and the Black Lives Matter being painted on the field or whatever they're going to do with all of that stuff. They're, they're trying to get that off the top of the headline list. So I think they purposely came out with this ridiculous stuff now that hopefully they'll change. But I agree with those players. They're, they're making stuff up. It's stupid. It doesn't make sense. And I, who do they think they're fooling? Who do they think they're kidding? I mean, come on. People have intelligence and who do they think they're fooling is what I want to say. And I'm going to tell you, they're not fooling most NFL fans, not even a little bit. No. I think and they're not fooling right. the players either. For sure, they're not fooling the players. So I don't know what's going to happen. I think the NFL has more of a chance to play football than college simply because you got less people, less teams, and maybe they can pull it off with no fans and you know, I've even read where they might go to an every other week schedule and give people a chance to test or quarantine because now quarantine is only needed for 10 days, not 14. I mean, it's just, I mean, nobody knows. No, The experts don't know, and I'm far from an expert. Nobody knows. I don't think you stop life. I think you go forward, and then you manage the risk, and you treat the, the sickness that you're going to get. I, I think it was Kozarians of Tampa said, everybody's going to test get this virus everybody's gonna get it some people have had it and never got symptoms and then they're free of it that, that, well, wasn't that the, on, wasn't that the point of herd immunity yeah well again that doesn't everybody get a, a winter cold when it, when it first time it rains and it goes down to 30 degrees in louisiana and everybody's got sniffles i mean doesn't every little kid get the mumps when they go to kindergarten first grade i mean i mean you can't stop life okay now if you're 87 years old with a long list of underlying health issues and you're diabetic and, and, and you got, then you need to stay home. You need to stay away from people and make the adjustment, manage the risk. But, you know, for most people, you know, and every time they report things in Louisiana and other states, they won't report that the death rate to this thing is less than 1% of the people that get it. When I don't know the death rate of the people that, you know, in car wrecks and, and whatnot and, I mean, we could, we could go on and on for that, but, I mean, it, it, this is all aimed at November 3rd, and you, everybody should know what November 3rd is. If you don't, go look it up, and uh, all of this will go away on November 4th. Yeah, unfortunately. Maybe that's when they'll start playing football, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, kick off November 4th. But no, but you know, we don't know what's going to happen with the Saints and you know, so many other people are listening to us have other favorite teams and you know, it's it's just uncertainty. And for people like the Big 10 to jump the gun on decisions, I just think that's a little bit reckless. You yeah. know, it's not fair that there's so many people like I said that work in the stadium or you own the little the little uh, convenience store down the blocks in the stadium and, and you do you know you do way more ringing up on the register when there's a home football game than not in, in now, look, Tommy, Tommy, businesses like that make their year on seven Saturdays 
Yeah, you know, and, and the grocery stores and the, the, all the people that work there and the, all the restaurants that put extra employees on on game day week or even weekend, the whole weekend of a game day in Baton Rouge because they know they need more people to work because they're going to have bigger crowds than they've had, a, like you said, on you know, any other seven-day stretch or eight-day stretch, depending on which city. I don't know. I, I I just wish people would wait and make a decision when you have to make it. Now, you know, you get to August 1st, you may have to make a decision. Can you start the season August 29th, which is the week zero in college football? The NFL starts a little bit later. They're not started until uh, Thursday, September 10th or Sunday the 13th when the bulk of the schedule. That's the first Saints game. Wait till you get a little closer. Don't jump the gun. Don't be reckless. Don't be unfair to people. And, and you know, the other thing we got to do, and this will be a podcast we can do Monday, we got to get politics out of sports. We got to let sports be sports, politics be politics. I realize there's times when those lines have to cross, but we got to make that minimal. Well, we'll see what next week brings, Tommy. Trey, you have a wonderful weekend. Try to stay out of the heat, and we'll uh, we'll crank up another podcast early. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.